0: Listen. The first step in deciding to do a deal, to do deals, as I say all the time in my in my uh, outro, is deciding to do the deal. The next step is figuring out what type of deal you want to do, and then the third step is what we're talking about now is actually starting to find the deals. Welcome to the Fueling Deals Podcast, the podcast that teaches how to accelerate your business growth through all types of deals. It's time to fuel up, so buckle in with your host Corey Kupfer. There are only two ways to grow your business, organically through sales and marketing and providing great products and services, and inorganically through deals. Too many companies focus only on the first way, organic growth. Welcome to the podcast which will help accelerate your business growth inorganically. My guests are a huge variety of deal makers and experts on all types of deals who have personal experience that can help you grow, get clear, learn best practices and avoid mistakes. We discuss everything from large, complex mergers and acquisitions to smaller deals that you can do even without significant capital. This is a solo cast. And on this solo cast, I'm going to be talking about how do you find deals? So let's say you've made that decision. You've realized that you want to grow inorganically. You want to find deals. Well, the first thing you need to do is figure out what type of deal that you want to do. And on an earlier solo cast, I laid out some of the types of deals, many of the types of deals. There are a lot of them. Uh, you know, and gave you some definitions so if you uh if you miss that episode it 's uh, it 's my first actually uh actual solo cast um i think it 's episode two uh check that out but let's say you 've decided that you do want to do a deal maybe you decided you want to buy some companies or you want to do some licensing deals or you want to look for strategic alliances or joint ventures uh you know do a small talking deal to bring somebody in or an aqua we'll hire to find a team that you'll that you 'll hire um well where do you find them so there's a few ways to go about it. One is there are professionals in the, these various spaces that help people find deals. So there are people like investment bankers and business brokers. And let's talk a, a little bit about the difference between them. When you hear the term investment banker, they're usually people who are dealing with larger deals, but it doesn't have to be hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, there are investment bankers that do deals that are five or $10 million companies, things like that. Uh, and a lot of them, uh, some of them are general, and some of them are niched. Uh, as many of you know, I, I do deals in all industries, but you know we have this—we um, do a lot of deals in the financial services space. And there are a number of investment bankers that are a specific to kind of that space, including, for example, Dave Devoe, who we had on our first uh, episode of the Feebling Deals podcast. Um, then there are business brokers who are a little uh, different. I mean, they effectively do the same thing uh, in certain areas, meaning that both of them part of what they do is that they find you, uh, help find you uh, uh, buyers for your company, or they may work on the on the other side and help uh, you know uh, find uh, uh, companies to acquire for, for a for a buyer. Um, but in, in general, business brokers will often. Just you know, make that connection and maybe help facilitate a deal. Where investment bankers have a, a wider range of services, usually at a higher level, where they're providing valuation services often, and they are providing uh, some consulting services, and they they deal with you know larger deals. Um, so, depending upon what size company you have, a business broker or an investment banker might be you know a right choice for you. But there are too many people who only rely upon that road, especially on the smaller end. You see, uh, in the investment banking world, sometimes there are exclusive relationships uh, very often that you sign with an investment banker. But with the business broker world, it's not always the case. And there are a lot of other ways that especially smaller companies can find, and even large companies can find, the way to do uh, those kind of deals and other deals. Um, So another key uh, area is to look at your professionals in your life, Your, your lawyer, your accountant, uh, maybe your insurance people or business coach uh, or advisors. Uh, you know, they're not in the business. For example, as an attorney, I'm not in the business of uh, putting people together for deals. And I, I don't generally do that. I don't have a business where I get paid on that. But of course, I deal with a lot of different companies. And I may know a company is looking to acquire if you're looking to sell or vice versa. So it's worth reaching out to all your professionals to figure out, you know, who they know, who they might be able to connect you with, or even if they don't know anybody right then, to have them be aware that you are, you know, considering doing the deal, and to keep their eyes open. In addition, you can go out and network with various companies, and uh, you know, in your industry. Now, if you're in a buy sell deal, if you're a buyer, that's not going to be a problem. If you're a seller, you got to be careful because you may not want your competitors to know that you're in play, that you're thinking of selling. So you want to keep that very often in a, you know, in a more secretive uh, or, you know, private uh, process. Uh, but if you're a buyer or if you're out, you know, looking for a licensing arrangement or some sort of joint venture, a strategic alliance, or maybe a joint marketing, uh, you know, uh, 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 arrangement, a co-op marketing arrangement with other companies in, in the space, those are all the kind of kind of deals where it's not a big deal if, you know, if you're out there. So you know, do you attend the the the, the industry trade shows and the uh, industry conferences that your industry puts on? Making a business to get to get to know the people there, uh, ideally well in advance of when you may want to do these deals. But if you're at the point where you want to do them, you know, start filling feel, filling people out. That's a great way to, to to come. A lot of deals get done with people who know each other or at least know of each other. You know, they might not be close friends, but they've been following each other in whatever industry they're in. Uh, they know about the reputation of the other party. And you don't always need an intermediary. Uh, I mean, there are reasons why in certain types of deals, an intermediary is useful, not only to find the deal, but even to help you structure it uh, and get you the best value. But uh, in many cases, deals are done directly. There are also various uh, online platforms. Uh, you know, in one of the episodes, uh, uh, we have Marianne Buchanan on, uh, on fueling deals, and she has something called RIA Match, which she talks about, which is an uh, online service that matches buyers and sellers in the uh, uh, registered investment advisor space. But there are online tools for M and A uh, and for other kinds of strategic alliances in a number of industries. It's worth looking at those as, as you know they've become better and better. And as like anything else, uh, you know whether it's dating uh, or other things that people used to do face to face, it's uh, it's moved online. Um, I know you know there are definitely online um, platforms for funding uh, like AngelList and things like that, that 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 people can go to to find potential funding. Um, and uh uh you yeah, know so those are worth uh, pursuing as uh, as well uh and listen in your social networks you know if you are doing deals that are not uh you know well there's no reason for them to be confidential then frankly in your in your real life social networks and and your online social networks you know put it out there i mean this is not you know a deal but i'm you know recently looking at uh, hire another attorney, and I, you know, I put it out on my, you know, on my networks. I'm also using online listing services. I'm also reaching out to people I know. You can do a similar thing with, uh, with potential deals. Um, one of the things that you really need to realize is, is you, if you're serious about getting a deal done, you're serious about finding a deal, um, you need to have a plan. You need to have dedicated resources put to it. You know, deals don't just show up. I mean, occasionally they do. Occasionally you get lucky. Occasionally somebody reaches, uh, you know, out to you uh, out of the blue. Uh, And I've had clients who, especially uh, on the side where an acquirer, maybe somebody's, uh, you know, uh, doing a lot of acquisitions in a particular industry and they reach out. But, you know, if you're looking to, if you're not looking to exit, if you're looking to do a deal that's going to help grow your company, whether it's uh, acquiring other companies, bringing people in, uh, you know, doing some uh, strategic alliance. Um. It takes a body of work and it takes resources and it takes, you know, it's time that's allocated and it takes a plan. So what you really want to do is look at that project like any other project you have in your business, whether you're launching a new product or service, whether you're searching to hire somebody, whether you are, um, you know, looking to expand your marketing efforts. Uh, Finding deals alone takes resources and effort. You got to figure out who is the best in your organization to do that and, uh, you know, elegant time and create some goals and a project plan around it. Uh, and then, uh, because listen, <laughs> once you find the deal, there's going to be plenty of work to do after that to do due diligence on the deal, which I'll talk about in a future solo cast to figure out how to structure the deal, which I'll also talk about in a future solo cast to figure out how to value of the deal, all that kind of stuff. Um, but the starting point is, is, uh, is finding the deals. Now I would, before you go out searching, The other important thing is to figure out your objectives. You know, why are you doing the deal? What are you trying to achieve through doing the deal? Are you looking to expand into a new market? Are you looking to uh, increase the talent capacity that you have? Uh, Are you looking for particular expertise? Are you looking uh, just to increase scale? Because maybe you want to exit and you know uh, you'll get a higher multiple if you scale, or maybe you need to scale just to be competitive with your competitors who have, who have gotten bigger, or maybe uh, you actually want to uh, get out of um, doing some of the responsibilities either just to slow down or to be able to focus on more important things. And you can do a deal that where you're some of that or in-house some of that with key uh, acquisitions or hires. W- once you figure that out, uh, you 'll also have a better idea of figuring out who you need, right? I believe that you should get clear on the objectives and then i 'm a big believer in visioning and when I want to create something i 'll just use this example of uh, of this attorney it 's a very particular need i have very particular, particular spot it 's not your usual average attorney it 's got to be somebody who 's entrepreneurial it 's got to be somebody who 's um, you know, willing to take some risks. It's gotta be uh, somebody who wants to help build something, uh, you know, somebody who doesn't need, you know, a, a multi, uh, uh six figure check from day one, um, for a number of reasons. So, you know, I realized all that. Well, I created a vision of my ideal candidate and who knows, uh, you know, by the time this, uh, this, uh, podcast air right now, as I'm recording that I'm interviewing, hopefully by the time we air this podcast, I will have found the person. But, uh, you want to do the same thing with a deal you want to create a vision for the ideal situation that you want to manifest in my mind i I really do believe that the world is manifest from within. This may not seem like a hard deal concept or a lawyer concept or whatever. but I truly truly believe that and 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 listen if you think about it 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 may seem metaphysical, but it's really logical. There is nothing in this world that is man or woman made right that's not made in nature that has not first been that that has not been created twice as they say once in somebody's mind and then what and then once in reality whether it's the mic that i'm recording this podcast on the headphones i'm listening to the desk that that everything's sitting on my computer uh the internet you name it somebody had the concept to create that or some earlier version of that and then it manifested so by definition Things don't manifest until you create them internally first. So I believe that works as well with manifesting deals. So and it also listen, practically, if you're not as uh uh into that from a metaphysical point of view, practically it gives you a level of clarity of exactly what you're looking for when you really set forth that ideal scenario. And, you know, there's studies, I talk about this in my authentic negotiating book, there's studies that show that uh, if you hold high expectations, you're much uh, more likely to get a positive result in negotiating. And otherwise, well, if you'll have a whole, uh, hold a high expectation of being able to manifest the type of deal that you want and that you'll be able to find it, then the chances are you know you're going to be more successful in that. Frankly, because I think, actually, I think you do give out the energy that will attract it. I believe in that. But also, practically, it's going to be more top of mind. You're going to be more excited about it. When you talk to people about it, you know, it's going to sound like a better opportunity. They're going to be more likely to, to remember what you're looking for because you know you sounded like you really believed it was going to happen and, and you were excited about the opportunity and you were showing them you know, your ideal person. and It really may help them click in and say, oh, that person, that company, that, you know, it would be a perfect match for you um so so you know you want to do that um the listen we talk about the fact that companies every company focuses on on organic growth and part of the purpose of this podcast is to have people at least consider and focus in addition to focusing on organic growth on inorganic growth meaning doing deals well if you think about your organic growth uh when you think about the services you want to provide the the products you want to create the marketing plans you're putting in place, the teams that you're building, all of those things, if you're doing them right, you're doing them by creating a vision for what you want to create, by putting a plan, a project plan in place, by taking the action steps necessary to do that, by putting resources, whether it's time, money, energy, focus, et cetera, behind those initiatives. Well, you know, listen, deals are the same thing. It's just a a new area to uh, to get educated in. And that's another point about finding deals. Um, It's important to do your research and get educated in the space. Uh, You know, if you want to do a licensing deal because you have some uh, content or product or a training program that you think is valuable out there, well, first of all, you want to try to figure out whether there's really a market for it, uh, but also... You need to know before you go out and sit down uh, to a deal to license somebody. Listen, the opportunity comes around, you know, along, and you're not—you aren't planning on it. Like any good entrepreneur, hopefully you're gonna, you know, you're gonna uh, uh, react on your feet and uh, say yes and figure it out, right? But the, um, uh, you know, but, but beyond that, if you, if you're in a place where you're planning this, then instead of just winging it. What you want to do is study the models out there, study the industry. If you're doing a licensing deal, what are the royalty rates in your uh, area uh, for the, the, the particular kind of products or services that you're going to license? Are there minimums that 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 they usually are minimum thresholds that the licensee needs to meet to be able to keep exclusivity, for example, you know, in a license? Um, uh, are there upfront you know fees already? Uh, and and then what are the requirements on your side as a licensor? um so before you go out and find the deals do a little research because you also want to be able to if you do find somebody you also want to be able to um you know speak intelligently so that they are attracted to do that deal with you because finding them is one thing but then closing them and 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 having them want to do a deal with you is the other piece of it so uh you know there are different specifics in terms of the different types of deals that you do but in every case, you want to create a conscious effort, a program, and look at the team and the resources around you that you need to find those deals to be able to grow your business. Another one, uh, you know, that that should be obvious, but a lot of people don't take advantage of it as much as they should. Is look for other companies that have done the kind of deals you want to you want to do. Now, there's there's sort of this default assumption that. Uh, other companies aren't going to talk to you because they're not going to want you to know what they did. It's their secret sauce, maybe their competitors, et cetera. And you know what? Sometimes that's true. But there are plenty of times where actually that's not true. Where people have done deals, they're happy to be, you know, they may just have an owner who's generous in spirit and comes from a, you know, what I call operating on the creating plane, what Waddle Swaddle is actually called operating on the creative plane as opposed to the competitive plane, which is something I believe in. Or maybe they're in different geographies from you. Uh, or they uh, are in the same general area and product, but they're up market, down market from you. Um, I talked a little bit on a prior uh, solo cast where I went over the 2018 deals. You know, if you haven't listened to that one, check that one out on uh, some of the reasons why companies do those deals and how they do deals with, with, with companies that seemingly uh, are competitors. Well, even if you're not going to do a deal with them, don't assume that they won't talk to you That you can't gather information from firms that, that do what you do because they may not view you as a competitor because they're in a different end of the market, different geography, or just because they come from a different place and they're willing to be generous. So, uh, you know, obviously find out what they've done if you can before you do your own deals, learn off their mistakes, get the parameters, you know, that are there in the industries. Obviously there are professionals also who do deals in those areas that can probably help you as well. Um, So, you know, Listen. The first step in deciding to do a deal, to do deals, as I say all the time in my in my uh, outro, is deciding to do the deal. The next step is figuring out what type of deal you want to do, and then the third step is what we're talking about now is actually starting to find the deals. So I, I wish you all the best in in looking and and, and finding deals, and look out for the future uh, solo cast where we're going to be talking about well what happens after you find the deal. Uh, How do you evaluate it? How you do due diligence? How you value it? How you negotiate it? How you get it closed? We're going to be covering all those topics in the solo cast. And also, obviously, with the amazing guests that we have on, uh, they're going to be talking about a lot of aspects of that. Uh, if you have any questions regarding how to find deals, you, you, know, you want to get some input, feel free to reach out to me. I'm, uh, I'm always available. You can, uh, you can you know, get me on any of my sites uh, and, uh, and you know, to, uh, send me an email at ccupforlaw.com ccupfor, or Corey coryandauthenticenterprises.com if you want me to come to a workshop or speak on this stuff. But more importantly, uh, if you're inclined to do deals, start learning the landscape. Uh, start getting out there. Start looking at the resources you have in your networks, whether it's paid or unpaid, professional, uh, online, uh, personal contacts, to start helping you find those deals, put yourself out there, find ways to grow inorganically along with that organic growth and grow your business and have more success. So, with that, I want to thank you, Fueling Deals listeners, for tuning in. Remember, there's only one difference between companies that grow inorganically and those that don't, and it's unrelated to size amount of capital, or any other factor other than that the owners and executives of companies that do deals make a decision to do deals, and then they take action. It's time to refuel. So until next week, Corey Kupfer signing out. Thank you again for tuning in. Be sure to leave Fueling Deals a rating and review on iTunes and Google. Check out all our episodes at fuelingdeals.com to find out more resources to accelerate your business growth.